Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times with my buddy Cop, also of the Times, Eduardo Encina. And the Bucks uh, try to build on their win over Atlanta as they head to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. And the Jaguars are a weird team. I mean, I, I had a lot of expectation for them. Of course, they went out in free agency, and they, they got Nick Foles. He got hurt. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere comes Gardner Minshew, a six-round pick, and, and he actually kind of plays really well and captures the imagination of some of the Jaguar fans, ends up going 4-4. Four and four. Um, And six, since uh, Foles has returned, um, they have not won. They're 0-2. But worse than that, all of a sudden, the defense is bad. And I guess – Maybe that's to be expected when you when you have a guy like Jalen Ramsey say he wants out and then you end up trading him to the Rams and that can change the whole chemistry of your of your locker room, right? Yeah, it's amazing that this team was you know not very far from going to the Super Bowl just a couple of years ago, you know. Yeah. And uh, now they're kind of <laughs> dwindling in the wind right now. You know, they're four and seven. Yeah. They haven't. You know, they're on a three game losing streak. Uh, you know, they haven't played a home game in a month because they were kind of like with the Bucks. You know, they, they had a game in London, a week, bye week after that, played a couple road games after that. So, um, you know, even today, uh, you know, Tom Coughlin talked to the media for the first time since the draft and kind of had to put out some fires a little bit, but really didn't do that much in terms of talking about, you know, didn't really give much, uh, didn't speak much confidence about his role at the end of the year or Doug Marone's role, the head coach. So, you know, when you combine that with the way things are kind of going, you know, that. You know, I think when when Foles came back, you know, obviously he's a, he's a tested quarterback, a veteran guy. That's why they brought him in there to right the ship. And then they they still lost. The defense has been pretty bad. They averaged about you know allowed thirty seven points a game, something like that. Yeah. And um, the past couple games, and you know, to not really like great offenses either. You know, so um, you combine all that, and they're they're just kind of like, like I said, they're just kind of floating in the wind there. So you know, obviously they're at home. Um, you know, but I think the Bucks right now. You know, this we always talk about the week to week thing, but Arians talks a lot about you know you got to stack them up, and and this is might be their best opportunity to to start that right now because uh, you know I think the, the Jaguars are a team that's a little bit down and out right now, and uh, you know they're kind of reaching for for any kind of momentum, and uh, you know I think that the Bucks can can go uh, take probably take some advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the. I mean, we talked about the schedule at the beginning of the year, of course, with the with the tough road games and all the travel, and and we knew that the second half would be more favorable to them, just in terms of you know five of the last eight at home, and even this one's just down the road in Jacksonville, so the travels, but but they're coming off their their most complete game. I think the thing that I was left with in Atlanta was, um, even though Jameis made uh, two interceptions in his first seven or eight throws. One that was just egregious jump pass, but the defense picked them up. The running game was was they were able to be balanced, and I think they played their most complete game. And 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 when I look at when I look at their defense, I'm seeing Devin White really getting his legs under him. He had two sacks. I'm watching especially the secondary. Those young guys are growing up. Carlton Davis is back, and even though he's a second year player, he's playing big. 
Man, they had 16 passes defense. It's been so long since I've seen a defense get their hands on so many footballs and probably should have had two or three more interceptions. I don't know that they've had more confidence than they have right now as a total football team. Yeah, you're right, Rick. I think that it's it's one of those situations, right? You know, we, we talked about in, during OTAs and rookie minicamp, all this stuff about how promising these guys were. You never know. You know, I mean, it's shorts. They're not practicing in pads. Yeah. It's June, right? Yeah. So and then they get and, their eyes open. And, and right? then they get their eyes open because of the speed of the game. You know, yeah. you can't duplicate the snaps in games. You just right. can't. And now they've experienced it. So the good thing, the really promising thing about this is that this young rookie class has felt they've been kind of punched in the face. Oh, yeah, they were. They were and, and, and they've come back from it, mm-hmm. you know, and whether that's Jamil Dean, whether that's mm-hmm. Sean Murphy Bunting, even yeah. the second-year guys like Carlton Davis. You know, they've all taken they, They've all really kind of rebounded, and that's the thing. Like, that's one really good thing. So now the next step to keep on building on that is to, like, like do the exact same thing, is to, to build on it. Yeah. So uh, I think that that's a really good thing. You mentioned Jameis, you know, I, and like I said, people people might, you know, say, say you're looking at the – the the uh, the silver lining here in the clouds, but you know Jameis Winston throws that jump pass for that second interception. You know he could be on his way to a really really bad game. We said it during you know? the game. This could be another four or five interceptions. Yeah, and, game. and and you know and we've seen that. We saw that at Cincinnati last Snowballs year. We quickly. saw it. Yeah. We saw it in London. You know we we mm-hmm. saw these games snowball on them. And you know you have to give this quarterback credit for not letting it snowball for him taking a step back, looking and saying, okay, what's, what am I, I mean, this might be the mentality. He's like, what do I have to do to not lose this game for this team? <laughs> you know, mm. and, 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 he, and he did just that. And along with that comes, you know, making plays that do end up help winning the game for the team. So, uh, you know, a couple of things that were really promising there in Atlanta that really do uh, you make me look to the little positive side of this. You know, they're, they're still, you know, what, four and seven? Is that what they are? They're four and four seven. Four and seven. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're still, you know, they've got to win out to make this Mathematically, thing. they're not right, eliminated but, from the NFC and, and, South, and, and unless and New Orleans that. wins on Sunday. Right, and, and Arian said that today. You know, yeah. one good thing about this team is that, you know, they've bought in. That, you know, yeah. even though they sit here where they're at right now, that they're not a team that, that's given up. They're going through it. And, and that, But that, that all of that stuff that we're talking about is such an important part to that. You know, yeah. you, it, it's easier for Jameel Dean and – and, and Sean Murphy Bunting and Mike Edwards to come in here and, and have that kind of confidence when they're coming off of something they can build on. And that's as much as it's a week-to-week league, you know, it's all about the momentum. It's all about – like, and, and I, I know really, he uses a stack-it-up mentality, but it's true. It's, it's, it's true. Yeah, I think games have momentum, seasons have momentum. And, you know, the, as far as the secondary goes, I mean, there's a reason they drafted those three new guys. They still like Carlton Davis, I think. Obviously, Vernon Hargraves is gone. Jordan Whitehead's played a lot of football. I think they still like him. He's not gone. He'll be he'll be back in a few weeks. Well, yeah, he'll be back here in Raymond James <laughs> against. That'll be interesting against the Texans. But um, you know, I, you know, I think there comes a point, you know, where you don't want to be the wink link on the team, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. even though you're a rookie and you're going through some stuff, um, there's a, a, a recognition, or as as Bruce said, an accountability that has to occur where those guys realized, hey, we're the reasons why this is happening. Teams are throwing for way too many yards. We're not making plays. And you saw Jamel Dean. You heard about Sean Murphy Bunting and some of the other young guys going into Todd Bowles early in the day, in the morning and spending an extra hour. And to a man, they all say it was the extra preparation. But I think pride had a lot to do with it, too. I think these guys are prideful guys. They've all been, you know, college stars. They've all dominated at the college level. And to get to get the baptism by fire that some of them have 
and to come back, I think shows a lot because I've seen I've seen players go the other way where you can you can get destroyed from a confidence standpoint. And uh, you know, I look at a guy like Dean who's sitting here with like 16 passes defense or 13 or whatever it is. He's barely played and he's made so many plays yeah. already that you know I, I was talking to Carlton Davis and he said, look, I. I went through everything these guys went through a year ago, and I'm still learning. I'm only in my second year, but I knew um, what they were feeling. I knew exactly that. He goes, you can't give them experience. Like, they have to go through a certain process to where, you know, they, they get burned and then they fight back and they, and they, they work hard and they prepare harder, and, and they're starting to see the fruits of that. So, to me, the hope is, is that defense growing up and, and – and look, there's five games left. I don't know how much of a decision has been made or hasn't been made on Jameis Winston, but I think I think every game does matter. I think if you look forward and you go, okay, he goes out there and he's got 20 interceptions right now, and in the last five games he throws 10 more, and you're sitting at the end of the year with 30 interceptions, that's a different picture than if you go out there and throw 10 touchdowns and maybe three picks the rest of the way and you win you know, four of the final five right. games or five of the final six games. I think it matters. I think every every opportunity you have matters. And this is not a great Jaguars team. This is a big opportunity for Winston to do what you said. Win two in a row. What will happen if you start to get the wheels moving a little bit in the right direction? Right. And just just going back to your point about the rookies, you know, you mentioned the pride, you know. And, yeah. and you know, we're around these guys every day. We see them, you know, it, we, we, we don't know them as well as, may, as as they know each other or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But we're here every day with these guys, and this is a benefit of being here every day yeah. with these guys, is that, you know, I think they have a pride in themselves as a class as well. They you do. know, they I, do. I think that, you know, we, we, we've talked to them about, you know, their rookie symposiums, that rookie mini camp, all this stuff. Like, there were a bunch of, I mean, I think Mike Edwards, it was back in, you know, during the summertime when Devin was out there throwing the first pitch at the Trop, and they're all out there, right? And, and he's like, you know, this, this was kind of like the first, you know, the first day of, of freshman year, you know, mm-hmm. where a bunch of guys are all getting thrown in together. We're kind of all competing with each other, mm-hmm. but we all need each other to get through this. Yeah. And so I think you bond that you know, way. I think they bonded that way. And I think it's helped him go through the bad times and now, you know, some of the good times. And, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, you know, you are defined with with these guys. You know, we talk about the 216 to 2016 class, about how that's defined as a class. Mm-hmm. Down the road, we're going to define the 2019 class. You know, yeah. And 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 maybe it'll be defined well because guys like Devin White and and Sean Murphy Bunting and Mike Edwards and Jamil Dean. You know, but I, I think they they might not know that part of it, but I think they do have a certain pride with this. And Winston, you know, <laughs> there's no doubt. There's no doubt that that. These next few games are, are really going to determine, you know, a lot with him. Now, you know, his history, as we know, is is one that he tends to play well towards the end of the year. That's you know? true. And so, you know, we saw that at the end of the year last year, you know, that, what was it, 10? After I think it was the 10, benching, especially. 10 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I think that's enough to, like, make the Bucks feel good about themselves with this moving forward. Oh, yeah. If he does anything to the resemblance of that. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, like, it's still game to game, though. I mean, like, you know, you want to see a lot less of the bad Jameis. Of the bad Jameis, which is the London Jameis, the Cincinnati Jameis last year. The jump pass Jameis. You know, the jump pass Jameis. Um, and, and a lot more of the guy who can, you know, make the plays, isn't trying to do too much. That You know, we, 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 we talk about this all the time, Rick, is that you know, Jameis is one of the most exciting players in football, you know, because you just never know what it's going to be on a daily basis. Now, if the Bucks can find themselves in a situation where they think, hey, the good Jameis is going to outweigh the bad Jameis, 
uh, you know, to I'm not saying fifty like sixty forty or anything like that. They've, I think they've got to feel better about that. Mm-hmm. But you know, th- there's no doubt that Jameis Winston has the talent to lead a winning football team like that. Well, the, and the league knows that. I mean, everybody knows he has talent. No one's ever disputed that. That's why he was the number one pick in the draft. And I think going back to that year, a lot of people would have taken him uh, number one. Maybe there was a team or two that might have taken Marcus Mariota, but guess what? He hasn't played in about five yeah, weeks, and Ryan right Tannehill is 4-1. and one. Um, So, you know, that's the Tennessee is actually in this thing for a playoffs, and, and their franchise quarterback is not leading them at all. So Winston is still out there by design. They didn't bring any competition for him, but he is, he is talented. Um, and, and yet, having said that, 100 turnovers, 100 turnovers, um, already since 2015 and the games that he's played and, and 22 lost fumbles. I mean, um, there's there's more than just the interceptions there. He just has to gain a situational awareness because, you know, I've always said this, what makes what makes him great, the, the fearlessness of throwing the seam route to Chris Godwin when the linebacker gets a really deep drop and the safeties and it's a small window and he hums that thing in there is also what makes him – totally dangerous uh, because he will try a jump pass to Darway and Gubawale in the first quarter after you've already thrown one egregious interception. And you know um, that your first quarter interceptions are killing your football team, and yet you attempt. You even attempt that play. Um, that's, that's the thing they need to eliminate. But, um, you know, for him, um, he's not going to stop slinging it. He's going to go out there and, 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 and try to make plays, and he can make them. And you know what? He should make them. He's got two of the best receivers in football. This has been, for all the things that Bruce Arians has brought to to the Bucks, and it's not a great record, right? They're four and seven, but he has brought out the best in these two receivers as a tandem by moving Chris Godwin inside to play slot receiver, saying right off the bat, "You're not coming off the field," and he's going to wind up making Chris Godwin a lot of money mm-hmm. because. Chris Godwin has proven, and we, you talked to uh, uh, Doug Marone today, the Jacksonville coach, says he should be in the Pro Bowl. These, these two guys are the best two receivers in the game as a tandem right now. Yeah, and, you know, the, the thing about this offense, it's a playmaking offense. You know, we talked about, you know, we, let's, let's say Jameis goes somewhere else, you know. Mm-hmm. It, 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 can, can he win somewhere else? It's just it's something that just isn't going to work out here. But, you know, Jameis is always going to be a playmaking quarterback. You know, he's not going to be the game manager type. Nope. He's going to want to make plays. He's going to want to and move you're the ball downfield. And you're yeah. going to want him to because that's what he does. Like you said, it's what he does well. It's also sometimes what he doesn't do well. But, you know, with the weapons he has in, in, in Godwin and, and, and Evans and really the trust that he's really developed in them and they have in him, it, it's something that, you know, it, it, it's really amazing to see. And, and just seeing Godwin this year – just from him switching inside, from him getting more snaps, him getting more uh, more passes thrown his way, like this guy is a special, special player. And you know they're gonna have a tough decision to make down the road. Is like, might. can they pay him? Can they pay Mike Evans? And, like and the quarterback, they, they, yeah, and the quarterback. They probably can't play all three, right? But um, so but 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 Godwin's just such a special player, and, and just when you hear him talk about it. Like to him, it's like you know we, we're writing something today on you know how how much uh, of his success has been the the yards after the catch, and you know when you look at his yardage over the course of his career, about a third of his yards have been after the catch. It's really something. That's amazing compared you know? to Mike Evans, who gets virtually <laughs> right. none. And right. so you know when you look at what that takes, you know it takes. Toughness. Toughness. It it takes – because Chris Godwin isn't the fastest guy on the field. He's not the biggest guy on the field. But he might be one of the strongest, Mm -hmm. and he might be one of the toughest. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, he's not scared of, and this is why Arians, you know, he, he, he said he didn't know that he was going to be this kind of a strong kind of guy. Right. But he knew that he was going to be a guy who he could be able to trust over the middle, be able to know where guys are, know that he's going to take a hit and still go downfield. And that's really what he's done this year. And he's done it throughout his career, but I think this year it's been special because he's gotten more exposure. He's got more right. ability to show that. And you saw it last more last. Week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It means as much as we talk about the, 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 uh, you know, the throw that Jameis makes, which is a great one. You know, you got Deion Jones literally over his back. You've got uh, Devontae Kazee coming over across from the far side. I mean, right there... Uh, Chris had to make a decision, say, okay, look the ball in. I see this guy coming at me. He's coming at my legs. I'm going to run through him and get to the end zone. And he did that. And, and you know, the, the mentality that Godwin has is a great one because it's one of those ones where he's like, yeah, and guys say this a lot, but it's, it's different saying it than actually meaning it or doing it. He's like, every time I get the ball in my hands, I'm trying to get to the end zone. And, and, and he's done that a lot this year. And, and it's one of the reasons why he's really having a – a really special year, which, as you said, Doug Marone said, he said he's a Pro Bowl receiver. I think he deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. When we game plan for him this week, I'm not even saying it's like trying to stop him. Yeah. I don't think you can stop him. We're just going to try to limit him. Well, and, and you know, he makes the, the combat catches, the ones where he mm-hmm. knows he's going to get hit. And if you look at his target-to-catch ratio, it's amazing. I mean, Mike Evans is a – Tremendous receiver. Look, he's got him and Randy Moss are the only two right. players in NFL history to have six straight 1,000-yard seasons to start a career. So when you put your name in a record book in a league that's been around 100 years, that's saying something. But um, he gets a ton of balls. You know, he, he's always been the guy that, that gets the most targets, and rightfully so, yet the percentage is nowhere near. When you throw a ball to Chris Godwin, you're shocked if it's not a completion. I mean, he doesn't drop it. Um, somebody might get a hand on it, but for the most part – I think he was seven out of eight targets yep. last week, you know, for the 184 yards that he had, which was a career high. So uh, one-handed, two-handed, you know, in traffic, uh, whatever it takes, he's, he's just been a, a, a terrific player for them. And, and that's why uh, you have a chance every week with this offense because, you know, Jameis Winston can get them the ball and those guys can go up and they can make plays. They just haven't quite developed the third receiver yet or that tight end. Um, they do have a weapon in Ronald Jones. I really think if they can keep any game close, it's obvious now that, that the Bucks are really trying to take pressure off their quarterback and, and, and get Ronald Jones involved early mm-hmm. like they've done in the games they've won. And I thought last week was another great example of that. When he runs hard and he's been running hard, He's a force, and, and they want to continue to, to grow him as well. Yeah, I mean, that was a real big part of that win last week, Rick, was oh, yeah. they come out of the gate. They're up nine, I think. I think it's 19-10. They take that ball, and it's a heavy run drive, and they run the ball down the field with the majority of it, Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. And it's just, this is us. Try yeah. to stop us. Yeah. And that's just kind of the you know, the, the mentality that, that does win games, you know. And you know, I think Arians has tried to do that a lot, but – you know, when you're behind or just the running game stalled or, 
you know, you're it's a lot of things come into play there. But I think that the, everything did come into, you know, the game plan last week that, that they were able to do that. And it shows what they can do when they have a lead and, you know, when, when they can kind of establish that running game. Obviously, you know, the, the, the offensive line did a good job of run blocking. And pass uh, blocking. And pass blocking as well. Didn't allow sack. So, um, you know, that's a big part of it too is what those guys do up front. Yeah, and, and for, for that matter, the last time they had a game where they didn't allow a sack was – the opener last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick bombing away against the Saints. And then it's really only uh, the second time in the last 48 games. So hard to keep Jameis clean. And he, he did a lot, too, by escaping and throwing the ball away, yeah. which is all all a part of that. And that's the thing, Ricky. We, you, don't, like, you don't look at a stat sheet. You look at the stat sheet and you see two, three interceptions. You see the 300 yards. You see all this stuff. Like, you don't see the throwaways. Right. You don't see kind of a little bit more of the pocket presence. You know, mm-hmm. I do think that Jameis Winston is taking steps forward. He definitely is. You know, and, and I, I do, you know, like I said, you don't, there's no stat that shows how many times he threw the ball. No, it actually goes you against know? him as, right, right. as, as a, you <laughs> in the, know, in pass efficiency. Yeah. yeah, right. So, you know, so so you don't you don't really see that. But I think from from watching him closely, I think we can say that, that he's becoming a lot more comfortable in this offense and a lot more comfortable with – the, with throwing balls away rather than trying to to force them downfield, which has been his mo from day day one, right? No question. That was the thing coming in into the draft. Um, what makes the secondary better is a good pass rush, and they were able to get Carl Nassib uh, back. <laughs> we call him Nassib because it's a uh, that's an it's an old thing. A Tennessee guy called him Nassib, and now he's a, a running. Um, Arabian Nights song. That's another story for another time. Uh, Carl Nassib uh, is back. And, and so that rotation now with Jason Pierre-Paul, um, with uh, Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett. I, you know, Shaq Barrett had went through, you know, he had the nine sacks in the first, what, four or five games. Yeah, first and, four. First four games. And then, then, then he hit a wall because guess what? They didn't have Jason Pierre-Paul. And the Saints and – and Sean Payton said, you're not beating us today, and we're going to put a tight end over here. We're going to chip you with a running back. And, and I, that is a big adjustment for, for a guy who's getting to play every day and now is on everybody's radar. But he has since come back from that. I think it helps to have JPP. It certainly helps to have Nassib to rotate in there. But you know what also has helped is Vita Vea. Vita Vea is playing better now. Um, he's always been a strong guy that could push the pocket, he had a swim move last week that was as technically sound as anything you've ever said. Seen, got a sack. Um, you're seeing, you're seeing them get get the ball out. I mean, Shaq Barrett is doing a great job of that. He's back to the to the NFL lead, tying Chandler Jones with 12 and a half sacks. If those four guys, five guys, work together like this, that's what helps out your young secondary. I think six sacks against Matt Ryan is not easy. Now he's not going to go anywhere. Right, he's right. And, and Nick Foles is probably a little more athletic sure. than Matt, but not much. Um, Nick's going to be in the pocket too, but if you can get six sacks on a Matt Ryan, um, that's what helps your back end, and that's why they got so many pass deflections. And I'm excited to see what Vita Vea is going to do the rest of this year because even though there's only five games left, he, you can see the confidence, and you saw it on the offensive side when he when he scored a touchdown yeah. and how happy everybody was for him. Yeah, you, you know, the one thing that I think people might forget when they kind of evaluate that front seven, and especially the guys the guys up front, is they really didn't play together. You no. know what I mean? Like, 
You know, Shaq Barrett was new, and Dominican Sue was new. Yeah. Vita Vea was in his second year, didn't play a full first year. Was hurt. You know, yeah. uh, Jason Pierre Paul was in his second year. Carl Nassib came in what at the, at the end of the preseason last year. JPP the, missed six right, six games. Right. So yeah. the, this, these guys really never played together as a group, and I think you're just starting to see them getting in sync. Now Vita Vea is a special player because I think gradually over the course of the season we've seen him like push that pocket and he wasn't getting to the quarterback per se right but obviously we know that, that he was helping out to maybe get you know help Shaq Barrett or oh, help, huge you know, some, for him yeah. someone someone else get those sacks yeah, but absolutely but yeah he he is gonna be a special player because he's he's almost like a freak you know what I mean like for the guy his size yeah. he's, he's so athletic his feet are so good he, he's a fast guy on his feet for you know for, for what his size and, you know, Shaq Barrett, I, the, the sack he had last week in, in Atlanta, you can Beautiful. tell that he's kind of getting his feet back a little bit. I've always thought that when you watch Shaq Barrett, the thing that makes him so good is his feet. It's his lower half because mm -hmm. he, it's his hips, it's he his feet. Bend, he can it's, get he can off. bend, he can get off guys and just turn around tackles. Mm -hmm. And that that play where he had, he just had uh, – Textbook you know, just, rush. It was just a textbook rush where basically he just came off the edge, flew by the guy, and, you know, was in the backfield, had, had a strip sack. And, mm. you know, I, I think that's a result of, you know, him not having to play 90-some 90, 90 percent of the snaps. Uh, absolutely. You know? uh, so when you get NASA back, you can use that rotation. But, yeah. you know, the, the, the thing about this that's going to be frustrating for Bucks fans is that, like, now this this team is now that front seven is kind of coming together, and a lot of those guys aren't going to be back next year. You I know, would Sue say most going to be them, back. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Carl Nassib's a free agent. Shaq Barrett is going to get, and I will say this, I will spell it out P A I D. He is going to get paid. <laughs> paid. <laughs> um, so yeah. you know, so they're going to have to be to have to do a little bit more rebuilding, you know, next year too, which it kind of stinks because, like you said. You know, it's it's they're starting to kind of come into their own, and you've got Devin, like you said, Devin White coming into his own. You're gonna have to make a decision on Levante David. You know, Levante David. Well, he's under contract. You know. I mean, I will say this: I I think that Levante played so well in this new defense, sure. and nobody knew exactly how he would fit. He's been a a wheel linebacker, an outside linebacker in a four three for so long, but he's had a terrific year. He's been uh, a solid, solid yeah. player, a Pro Bowl player, um, and and putting him next to Devin White was huge Amazing. for Devin White, yeah. just huge for him. And and even Doug Marone, when you talk to him today, um, as we do this podcast, he he singled out those two guys. He, he talked about, you know, obviously Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. He says, man, on defense, they got two guys that are playing as well as anybody on that side of the ball, and that's Devin White and Levante David. So for that reason, David obviously has more in the tank. Yeah, none of his salary is guaranteed next year, but it's $10 million. It's not 20 or $15 million. Um, so I I tend to think that uh, you know especially when you're trying to improve the defense that if he's healthy Levante David sure. most likely will be back um, but he's not going to be here forever right. I mean he's already he's already played eight gotta, seasons it's still a decision you've got you make. have to yeah. make it and you got to make it in the context of Shaq Barrett and and the quarterback and you know in a year from now Chris Godwin and and you need a right tackle and. And you're gonna to have to rebuild the entire defensive line, not just one position. So, yeah, they got a lot of questions to to answer. But that's why these five games. And I've always been one that said, you know, really one season to the next doesn't necessarily carry over. Or if it did, Jacksonville, which was had a lead in the fourth quarter two years ago against the New England Patriots, were almost at the Super Bowl. They tore it up, got rid of Blake Bortles. Um, the team changed. Obviously, Ramsey's not there anymore. And just two years later. They're a they're a bottom rung team again. Right. I mean, that's how quickly you can fall back down the pile, uh, and it's difficult that way. But I I think that 
you know, the Bucks have enough young guys that if they continue to ascend, um, it could be it could be something. Now, if they go out there in Jacksonville and they just lay an egg, now everything we've talked about, yeah. and that's the way it is in this league, and that that's who they've been this year. They've been a team that wins a game, then loses a game, and then maybe they lose or a couple four. or four. They had the four game losing streak, but. Early in the year, that's who they were. You know, they, they had a chance to beat the Giants, missed a field goal. That's another thing. Your boy, Matt Gay. I know I got called out for Bruce Arians for asking about the guy on Friday. I won't do that this Friday. But, you know, Matt Gay all of a sudden misses a couple kicks. So they've had some things happen where the record could be better, but any team can say that. Um, but if they could – I'm really anxious to see what, ha- what a two-game winning streak does for this team. I really am. Now, they've got two teams coming in here after this week in in Indianapolis and the Texans that are fighting for a division title. Both those teams are, are playoff. They have a lot to play off, and they're good teams. Um, and so, you know, the a- the AFC South has been a-, a tough division this year. And 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 the thing about that division, it's physical. They all have big running backs. Like Leonard Fournette is going to run the ball, try to run the ball down their throat. But I think that plays into the Bucks' hands because they've been so good against the run with those two big. Defensive tackles in there that I and and, Levon, and uh, Levante David and and Devin White that I wouldn't be too concerned about that. So they may match up well against Indianapolis and to some degree maybe against the Texans, although they got a different yeah, I mean, it, animal there. If 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 um, if Leonard Fournette is is the if he's a comp, you know, Arian said this today. You know, it's, it's probably like a Todd Gurley kind of running back, yeah. maybe more Todd Gurley before this year, right? But. Um, you know, they, they contained Todd Gurley pretty well. And they said it, Todd Gurley wasn't the Todd Gurley we know of the one that we saw in, in L.A. Right. back in September. But, you know, in that game and like every game, I think it all kind of comes down to this team building momentum early. And that's a lead. Yeah. That's, you know, stops on defense. Yeah. That's I mean, you know, like we saw what can happen last week if they get a lead and they know what to do with it. You yeah. know, and, and and even with turnovers, you know, and, and – um, you know, so I think that's really kind of what it comes down to. I mean, this Jacksonville defense has really struggled as much as like, you know, they're, they're a team, an organization that's really been built around I don't know defense. What happened there? Because um, I mean, they got good personnel. I mean, yeah, I, yeah they lost. I think losing Ramsey was a big deal. I yeah, really I mean, do. I think he helped that defensive line more than people realize. But Calais Campbell, I mean, you got some studs up front, right? And the thing too is, like Marone said it today, it's just kind of like you know, you lose a guy here, you lose yeah, a guy there, yeah. you try to add a guy you, that maybe they don't necessarily fit in the scheme or just in the chemistry. Yep. You know, and it can change real fast. It does. You know, and uh, you know, this, this team was was four and four three weeks ago. You know, yeah, they had a winning they were record. In the hunt. They had a winning record with with in Minshew, that division. They were in Minshew the under quarterback. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that that division is one of the toughest ones because they're all. Like they went into the middle part of the season all right together, up. bunched yeah. together. Yeah. So, um, you know, and obviously the the good teams, you know, separate themselves. But November, um, December. But but yeah, I mean, th- this isn't a team that that's far off. I I, I mean, in, in terms of being a team that that really had. But right now, like I said, going back to what what uh, what Tom Coughlin said today, it's like he's he's like. You know, it's 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 a five game season. It's you know, and, and we'll figure it out after that. So to me, that kind of is like. You know, as much as maybe you hear that here too. Yeah. But you know that that's that's a lot of that sounds like a lot of things are gonna, are gonna yeah. are gonna change in Jacksonville over the course of the next you know you know six months or so. But um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, but but like you said again, just going back to the main point there is that you know this is a defense that can be scored on. You know, mm-hmm. and you know if, if the Bucks can do that, and like I said, I think this defense is growing before our eyes mm-hmm. um, and maturing. I think that's a big word, maturing. You know, about in front of us, so. You know, I think if, if that that combination, and you know, I think that that's the the biggest key to to victory on on Sunday. 
Absolutely. And uh, the only certainty is that me and you are going to rent a car or I'll drive mine. Or we're going to have a buddy cop road trip Here's up up 275 across the Stark. And I don't know. Maybe, do you think I could, do you think we get like a, like a horn or something like that? Like a police horn, maybe like a light. A blue light on a top. A blue light to put on, get that on Amazon, Amazon Prime maybe. I don't know, man. And get that. And we put I don't want to get arrested for impersonating a police officer. Yeah, but, definitely not. I mean, definitely uh, not in those parts of Florida. No. Oh, no. No. No, let's not do that. Uh, the further north you go, sometimes the further south you are. But um, it'll be a fun road trip, and uh, we will be in Jacksonville at some point Saturday. And then um, check us out on the podcast uh, for the uh, sort of the post game. Uh, after the Bucks take on Jacksonville. We'll have that for you Monday morning on Sports Day Tampa Bay for Eduardo Encina. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody.